Welcome to My Creative Corner 3, a podcast about quilting, creativity, and life in a northern town. Feel free to leave comments on the show notes at mycreativecorner3.wordpress.com and let's keep the conversation going online. My name is Vicki and welcome to the podcast. Hello everyone, mid-May. I cannot believe how fast the first two weeks of the month have gone. I wanted to review myself because I couldn't remember what my word for the year was. If you remember correctly, in January, I decided eventually (laughs) to do a word for the year after initially waffling and saying, no, I don't think I'm going to do a word this year. I can never remember what it is. Well, I thought today would be a fun day to review that and if I feel like I've been achieving it. And then I also decided to come up with another word using my quilters planner. And I'm really liking the fact that I can jot down a lot of these things. It's more than a planner for me. It's got some schedules and a journal type of a feel to it, even though you're not really writing and journaling. Um... So I was glad that I wrote this down at the beginning of the year. I wanted to be present. And the next box under present or next to present in the planner is steps to achieve this goal. I was going to do no multitasking, to be open and flexible to others, have a plan for each day so I wasn't so frazzled, I wanted to savor each task, be zen about all the little things, be thankful for everything, be gracious in all things, but most of all, cut out negative things that aren't necessary. Now, I really think I've done well. I've really scaled back on multitasking and really focused more on one thing. The My Creative Corner 3 is one stitch, one block, one row at a time. And that's really how I've um, tackled all of my projects. I was really proud of myself. I got quite a few customer quilts done in April and the first two weeks of May, and I did them all. I was able to not get frazzled. I had a plan for each day. Um... I was zen about all the little things. I mean, over the last couple of weeks, every time I sit down to podcast, there is a problem. Internet goes out. I can't figure out why I can't get the microphone to work. Today was a scheduled massive Windows update, which I was able to get to delay. You know, just little technical glitches over time, you know, and how all of these little things add up to being, um, well, irritating and um, just making it to where I can't get the things done I want unscheduled. So I'm learning to be zen about all of these things. Quite honestly, so what? So what? The podcast was a day late. So what? I figured out the microphone. Um, It's not worth getting wound up over it. And being zen has really helped me in uh, just trying to find that centered space of being peaceful while Maybe the storm is whirling around you. You know, it happens at work occasionally. happens in life, and I feel like I've done well. Multitasking, I'm getting better at it. It's a 
practice. It's a self-intervention on trying to do too many things at once, trying to juggle um, social media and not being present in life and texting and all that is part of it, but it's really more about really focusing on what I'm doing the here and now. So I like that. So I thought for this month and going into summer especially, um, I wanted to do the being present, but I also came up with the, the word simplicity. I wanted to keep it simple. Don't overcomplicate things. Don't read into things too much because then that tends to overcomplicate it. I needed to be um, urgent in my self-care. So far, that's all I have. Well, you know, I might add to that. And simplicity. I've, I've really been working on this for the month of May. So I wanted to talk about why simplicity. You know, summer is a time where we're coming up on it, where that's what I remember about it that was so great during my childhood is that it was simple. It was doing what you want to do to keep yourself busy. Usually it was crafting or reading. And I've really been trying to adopt that. I went back to reading a book that I've read once. And it's really great because it's such a deep book. The Alchemist, I'm still reading it. And I'm getting to the end, but I've kind of slacked off because I want to digest all the information and really mull it over because there's so much stuff in it that are things that really speak to me. And I want to savor this book and keeping it simple. Don't rush it. I don't have to get it done. I bought the book. I can go back and read it and reread it as many times as I want. Just keeping it simple and not overcomplicating it. It's not a race. And I've never really approached a book that way before of just enjoying each chapter. I really like the book. I don't read tons of books, but maybe that would be something you would like to do. That's what I remember about keeping it simple as a kid. We did all kinds of trips to the library. Keeping it simple with meals. Why overcomplicate it? We aren't complicated foodies, and I just really wanted to keep my time in the kitchen efficient and short because cooking isn't my favorite. So we're keeping it simple for the summer. Keeping it simple at work. Just get everything done one step at a time and not getting too multitasky. Is that a word? Multitasky with a Y on the end. Too many multitasking, um, it gets me stressed. And I've decided that that's not worth being stressed over. There's really nothing that's that earth shattering is the word I'm looking for at work. So hey, keeping it simple. That is um, really, really important to me. And Keeping it simple also in quilting. The word for the year pressed on because I finally have time to go through the quilts in my bin. I think I'm down to eight. 
And in 2016, I started the Tulip Pink 100 blocks of the Modern City Sampler. And I finished it up. And then I sat. I couldn't figure out how I wanted to put it together. So I eventually decided to use all 100 blocks in a 10 by 10 arrangement with gray it's a pretty medium, the medium gray grunge in between all of it, just a straight set. Um, Tulip Pink did a great job in this book of small six and a half inch blocks with a lot of really interesting patterns. Then what I did is I didn't have any Tulip Pink fabric that I wanted to cut up that small. I am a huge, huge fan of Tulip Pink. If I ever met her, I would probably be the one time I would pass out on the floor because I love her work so much. But six and a half inch blocks, um, I really didn't want to cut her fabric up that small. And I know Tula did for the book, but um, fussy cutting and I didn't have a plethora of lots of her fabric anyway. So what I did was I used scraps from my bin to make this quilt as well as a lot of K facet fabrics because I love the bright bold shocking colors and what's on my bed currently is a tulip pink quilt made in pastels way back when she started her career over 10 years ago I think that quilt was made as a block exchange with my local friend from her hushabye line and we added a little bit of our own fabrics because not all of us had a lot of hushabye or could even get hushabye but it is a framed nine patch and I love that quilt. And I kept asking myself, what was it about the quilt that I loved so much with simplicity? Now the pastel colors are holding up very well, but it's been, been on my quilt for my quilt, been on my bed for nearly a decade. And um, it was one of the very, very first projects I ever long armed. My mom and I, um, went on a long arm quilting embarking on that journey together and that was she did hushabye and I did the hushabye quilt and we um, both that was our first quilt and I did a big open modern flower on it because the thing that I have found even back then queen size quilts are hot even in northern Michigan so I used a large using a curl in the middle and then a loopy flower petal around it and then I swirled into another flower and it, it really still holds up. I love that flower pattern. I don't get as many requests for florals these days but I loved it. So simplicity when I went to look at the bed I put that quilt, the Modern City Sampler, and it is shockingly bright pink and turquoise and blue, and it is a riot of Cafe Facet colors, or K Facet as my friends pronounce it, and I have no idea how to pronounce it, so, you know, in the comments, um, please tell me, how do you pronounce it? K Facet? I don't know. Anyway, it's a riot of color. It's amazingly mind-boggling how many different fabrics are in this and I decided why custom quilt this I'm going to sleep under it it will make it very hot and heavy with all of the thread I am not going to try to do Angela Walters I'm not going to imitate what she did on Tula's quilt 
Oh, in the book, it's just phenomenal when I realized that she free motion quilted all these little tiny blocks. I'm going to do straight line quilting across the stashing, across the blocks, across the whole thing. I do think I'm going to periodically um, make a wider straight line and fill that with some interesting patterns that I enjoy. But I'm still debating that. I may just leave it a straight line quilted quilt. And it won't make it a riot, a mess, because I want to work on simplicity. That's my tulip pink quilt. I will put a picture of it in the show notes. And even though it was a riot of color, I stitched together about a block a day, one stitch, one block, one row at a time. And I think it is one of my favorite quilts. And I can't wait because I sat on it for a year, people, one whole year thinking about this. I finally have a backing and a batting and it's great. By the way, the batting I'm using on this is going to be a Hobbs 80-20. I love Hobbs cotton blend battings. Great. And I'm also using a connecting threads backing. The next part of keeping it simple is that the quilts I have that are in my bin of my quilts to quilt, I'm not going to do a lot of custom on all of them. I decided, you know, a couple months ago, I was really hung up on overcomplicating so many things because honestly, you have to have the right thread and you have to have the right quilt to really want to do a lot of custom. I've tried a few experiments in the past with custom and it looks great, but on a big quilt, I'm going to sleep under no. And a lot of the tops I made um, are just going to be practical tops and they don't really call for being... Um, custom quilted. So I'm going to keep it simple, move it along. I think three of the quilts I have earmarked for charity. And I'm going to do fun, you know, edge to edge designs and practice some of the ones that I've been inspired by in the book I mentioned last time, which is uh, freehand quilting. Um, I had to check the show notes from last week, but there's a lot of really cool things I want to try on that. But they're not going to all be custom done because custom isn't needed on all of them. And that's really, you know, something that was like weighing heavily on my mind. And I needed to just take a breather about doing everything in tiny, teeny, tiny custom work. I realized, yeah, it's not necessary on everything. I've been working on my Improv Modern Row Quilt. That's the working name, Modern Row Quilt. This is a daily challenge that I have been working on for over a month, and I certainly do not have 30 blocks made. Uh, in fact, some of the blocks may not even make it into the final cut, so I'm going to keep working on this. They are 7.5 inches wide by 6.5 inches tall. I'm working on using three fabrics for 30 minutes for 30 days was the challenge. And I found this on Instagram with someone and, um, you know, I don't know where she's at on hers. She took a vacation and wound up on with a little break. But I'm really trying to make a cohesive 
modern row quilt with all improvisationally paced blocks. And I'm not doing it every day because I need a day or two sometimes to think about what I want to try next and what color scheme. But I've definitely worked out a plan for the quilt with rows. May have a few even little spacer rows in between these blocks just for interest and to break it up. And I thought it would be so much fun for a row quilt. I like some row quilts, but it, the traditional row quilts, I got super bored of real fast. And I thought this would be an interesting thing because it was more um, odd shapes with the blocks as well as the improv pacing in it. And um, I'm just really excited about it. And the colors are pretty bright. But I'm trying to keep it edited down to not like a riot of colors. I mean, they're still for me. This is edited down. But for some people, I guess you would say it is a riot of color. If you want to see some of the blocks that I've been working on, you could um, go to my Instagram account because I've been posting them as I make them. And it's under the hashtag 3x30x30. And... Um, you'll be able to see a few of that I've made. You know, I really have a lot of thinking going on on the final layout. So just when you see them on the design wall occasionally, just know that they're just kind of thrown up there for me to sort colors and get ideas. So that's what I'm piecing right now. Um, I have put a couple of things aside that I was working on the um, Little Village with my shibori fabric. I'm putting that on the back burner till later on this summer. And I have a lot of orphan blocks and I'm not worrying about them right now because I am working on simplicity. There's a couple of fun things in the works. I have a few patterns submitted for a few projects and I've got a few um, crafty things that I'm doing for fun and making gifts. And I have to say, I did do a macrame wall hanging and I gave it to my future daughter-in-law and she really liked it. So I'm making a few more because it seemed to be well received by someone in her generation, which is, you know, my kid's age. And what I like and what, you know, other people like are always <laughs> two different things and you just never know but I thought it would be fun to work on a few macrame things for gifts and for um, practice because I really like doing it and it's kind of back in I might even try doing some bracelets or something and I'll talk about those more on um, our creative souls edition but yeah I had a lot of fun making that macrame pattern I found the 1977 blue ribbon macrame purse that um, I did in 4-H when I was just a kid it looks fabulous and I might start carrying it because I don't know it's fabulous that's exactly um, it. I am doing a few other things. I'm continuing to knit my Simplest Triangle Shawl from the One Skein Wonder Book with my Bamboo Pop yarn. I have also um, indulged myself in the most beautiful um, cotton blend yarn called Transitions and I have a pattern for that. So 
I'll be making a few more shawls. I really like shawls and cowls because I need to layer and take lots of warm clothes, even to Highland Games in the summer. It's cold in the morning and then it gets hot by 10 o'clock. And in the fall up here, you know, we, we, even in the house, in the fall and spring, it gets cold. So we're going to have lots of things, cowls and shawls and hats, but nothing that comes in pairs because I can't make the same thing the same size twice. Hence my fear of making mittens and socks. But maybe I'll get brave by next winter. We'll see. The other thing I want to do is work on my garden. So let's talk about the weather. It finally melted all the snow. We raked the yard up. My fairy gardens are waking up. I'm waiting for plants to come up so I remember exactly what is there and what needs to be thinned and not accidentally pull a perennial out because I thought it was <laughs> a weed. I've never done that, have you? Oh, yeah, I've done that a lot. And the gardens are really starting to turn green and the grass is starting to grow but we do not have full leaves on the trees yet they're just baby leaves a couple more days and they'll be fully blossomed out and full and we still have some debris in the yard that we're waiting for it to dry like leaves behind the garage and we have all kinds of um, moss growing in the yard. So we're doing a lot of research about what to put on the yard to make the moss be discouraged from growing and encourage grass. So I'm looking at um, um, ferrite, I think it's called. It's an iron-based product that's supposed to be good for the yard and not harmful to animals. And I live in the city. We have a lot of um, critters that run around and neighbor's dogs. I don't want them to get hurt. Um, so that's my challenge this year. We had a lot of grass die in the winter kill, but my perennials seem to be faring very well. I'll be honest, my hyacinths have not bloomed. The little grape hyacinths just bloomed today. Tulips are still coming up, and I live on the 45th parallel, which is halfway between the equator and the North Pole. It is my little town's claim to fame, that and being the Alpine village, um, because we get a lot of snow. So we're still in spring mode here and trying to get the beds cleaned out and arranged. I have a few plantings and fun things to do. But because I got impatient, um, I made an indoor fairy garden and I rearranged the fairy garden that I have in a terrarium jar. And I continued to be successful in the um, cuttings that I took of the philodendron and the spider plant. They're growing roots, doing great. The hosta seeds that I planted are not coming up, and I don't think that that's going to be successful. In fact, the hostas is a problem. I rearranged or replanted some from one spot to another, and I don't remember where I put them, and they're not coming up yet. I hate it when that happens. I really need to do a better detailed plan, a drawn plan of my garden where I put things, as well as taking pictures so I know what I did last summer. Wait, that was a horror movie, wasn't it? Anyway, my garden isn't quite a horror movie. <laughs> so I'm going to go back to my simple straight line quilting on my Tula Pink Modern City Sampler. Gonna keep knitting my very simple, easy one skein wonder triangle shawl 
and go through my perennial garden bed and my fairy gardens and keeping it simple for the planting and plants that will do well in my very cold zone. I don't know. We're very cold here. It's got to go 40 below to be able to survive the winter. And just enjoy every moment and being present is still my word for the year as well as simplicity. In fact, I think before the sun goes down, I'm going to get my lawn chair out, take a beverage out in the garden, and just sit and listen to the birds sing and watching the plants and the neighborhood and the world going by. If you enjoyed this podcast, please leave a review on iTunes or Stitcher or wherever you may be listening to your podcast, this podcast from. I also am encouraging people to sign up for my newsletter. It comes out twice a month, keeps up with all the things that I'm up to, as well as a few fun little things. And if there's something you'd like to see in the newsletter, feel free to leave a comment in the show notes for that too. Kind of looking at a redesign maybe of the newsletter. I'm still keeping it simple p- for that purpose um, so that people will read it, but yet have fun and interesting things. Also, um, for those who really enjoy the podcast, I do have a patron page on Podbean as well as being able to use PayPal to help support the podcast. And if you like and share this podcast, It really helps us to grow our community and to keep the conversation going online. Remember, you can find the show notes at mycreativecorner3.wordpress.com. You can follow me on Instagram as Vicki L. Holloway. My sister and I have our creative souls on Instagram also, as well as, um, you know, you can find me anywhere, really, Twitter, Facebook, I'm around. I love to hear from you. I would love to know what you think about simplicity, being present, and if you have any tips for me about gardening and any other uh, subject we chatted about today. Quilt on, everyone. (music) 